0: I think it works very well that in our our series is, uh, you guys haven't heard me preach in a while, have you noticed? (laughs) And all the Lord's people said, hey, (laughs) right? But in our series on being hero makers, how I've talked about, if you go back in and you listen to to the sermons, if you miss those, how I want to think and see and act and share and bless and count like a hero maker, mixed in that series are hero makers all around us people that are investing in the lives of other people who are are multiplying and growing the kingdom, as we have heard from our mission partners, from Keith Wagner with FCA, and as we are getting other updates. Albert is here from Ghana to be with us today, and, and Katie and Steph, just talking about how God's kingdom and how its growth, it's not just adding, it's exponential. It is growing into God and in his kingdom, seeing how it's not about us, but it's about how God wants to use you and me to invest in the next leader, to invest in the next person who's going to take the gospel further than we ever dreamed possible. And I'll kind of put a a capstone on that next week as I will be preaching again, so be warned, and when you're not here, I'll have my feelings hurt because I told you that I'm back in here and you didn't show up, and I'm very sensitive, and you guys know that. There is a dinner afterwards, (laughs) so ha ha ha. Ah, these plans just come together very, very, very well. It is good to come together, it is good to worship, it's good to pray, it's good to laugh together as the kingdom of God. Um, But we're going to have an introduction, hi baby, hi, before Albert gets up and shares with you and with us, Katie. Katie is going to come in and introduce, and there might be a trick. I don't know. Steph's up to something over there. I don't really
1: know what's going on, but i
0: it's out of my hands now.
1: So. I don't do tricks, so uh, that's, all, that's all her. I'm not going to take much of your time because you're here to hear from Albert, not us, but I did want to give you a huge thank you. Um, I'm going to get choked up, so it's fun to laugh together, but it's also good to cry together. Um, you guys are so faithful. Your check comes in every month. And sometimes, you know, it seems like we go church to church to church to church and, you know, and we thank people. That's not how it is. Your money comes in and it truly does then immediately go over to Ghana. And everything that you hear about, um, you've done. And I don't want you to miss that because they're not just words that we say to people. If you give to that offering, that just got taken up Then everything that Albert speaks about, you had a hand in, and we can't do it without you. And we are genuinely grateful, genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, grateful for the money that you send to do this work, because it can be hard when you... It's not tangible when you can't see it. We get to go over there, um, and and you don't get to do that other than through pictures in the newsletter, things like that. But you don't get to see it. You don't get to to feel it except when Albert's here when we try to convey it. Um, so we are we are truly grateful and we're thankful. Um, I don't know um, what the man's name is that that spoke up here for the communion uh, meditation, but I was I was struck when he, he was speaking of the spiritual warfare out there and how we, we don't often think about when we can come in here and it's we have peace. We can kind of step off of those front lines. And we walk in these doors, and we, we really don't know you, um, but we do feel like family and we are. We're brothers and sisters and we feel like that when we we walk in here. So when we come and we give you these updates, it's like coming home to family and it's wanting you guys to be proud of what we've done with what you've invested in. Um, so I just, I hope and we prayed this morning that you that you truly will feel a part of what we get to do but ultimately what Albert gets to do um, and what God does through him um, I truly do hope that you feel a part of that because it's because of you that it gets to happen um, so we have a short little video here just so that you can get some images in your mind of the work that happens over there and I hope you enjoy that and then Steph will come up real briefly um, and then you'll hear from Albert but thank you so very much
2: you thank you thank you god bless you
3: Okay, so Katie cries and I laugh, okay? <laughs> so I need Joel to come up here, please, and I need Albert to come up here. We're going to have a little friendly competition. You see, when we go to Africa, there are lots of cultural barriers that we have to cross. So we like to find ways to find common ground. So this side, you're going to be cheering for Joel. Sorry. All right, let's hear it for Joel. Okay. You all can do better for that. You're going to be cheering for Pastor Albert. Okay, I have two cookies in my hand. You are not allowed to use your hands once you place this on your forehead. You must then get it into your mouth. Albert, you may want to remove your glasses. Here's a cookie for you, and here's a cookie for you. It goes on your forehead, and without using your hands, you must get that into your mouth. If you need to hold on to this for balance, you may. You can sit right there if you'd like. Would you like to sit? Okay, have a seat. <laughs> have you done this? Have you done this? B- He's been practic have you been practicing?
0: No. I've eaten cookies <laughs> before.
3: Alright. Do you want to stand or sit? Albert, you're cheating. Albert, you're cheating. We're not starting yet. <laughs> Woo! Alright. should I feel like we should film this. Here we go on your mark. Okay, hold on timeout. You have the five-second rule if the cookie drops You may pick it up and start again on your mark get set go (laughs) oh (laughs) Come on Albert, let's go Albert Albert come on go 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 (laughs) Come on Albert go Albert get it Albert (laughs) And so your winner for today is Albert, Joel. (laughs) Thank you all very much. All right, without further ado, again, like Katie said, thank you so much for having us here today. Um, You are going to be blessed by the update that Albert's going to give you. We love you all so very much. And second side note, I don't know how you can sing, um, what's the song we sang that you said that we only sing at Easter? He lives, like I want some sausage gravy now because that's what happens after you sing that song for a sunrise service. Um, Thank you so much for just blessing us and just the overflowing joy that we feel from you will carry over into our day, our evening, our week. So thank you so much for just letting us take some of your time today. So here is Pastor Albert Jato Wana.
2: Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. I said earlier that I will not be using this, mm-hmm. but I have to use it because they have played a trick on me. <laughs> you know, any time that they come to Ghana, we put them on the spot. Yeah. So this is time for payback, <laughs> retaliation. <laughs> we had planned what we are going to do here, and then we're just sitting there, Steph said, you can come and then give them a small word of God. I can't, I can't say no. So she's putting me on the spot. So I will be sharing something that blessed me, and I hope it will bless you before I can also tell you a little bit of uh, what we are doing in Ghana. Okay, so I will mount here. And set my Bible here. I want to talk about sowing and reaping. Now, consider yourselves as being in Ghana because I'm going to preach like a Ghanaian pastor. I can't preach like an American pastor. I can't pretend. (laughs) So just tell your neighbor that you reap what you sow. You understand that? Yeah. Tell somebody, you reap what you sow. And let's turn our Bibles quickly to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Okay, good. Easy. Um I read from verse 7. Don't be misled You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I, I have been blessed since I came here. Somebody said, welcome home, Albert. Yes, I have. welcome. I felt so good amongst you, felt accepted and loved. And that is good. It's some kind of sowing. But naturally, we all know, and you can tell me more about sowing and reaping, because uh, Americans are the best farmers in the whole wide world. Amen? Amen? Yes, yes. I can say that because sometimes when we in Africa are in need, we get food from, from, from America, so you are the best farmers. Well, I did farming a little bit, but... My farm would look like a garden here as compared to the farms I see here. So, But you know very well that when you grow, when you plant good seeds, you reap good harvest. When you plant plenty, you reap plenty. When you plant little, you reap a little. If you don't plant at all, You don't reap anything. Spiritually, it's the same thing. Just like I have said, somebody sowed, planted some seed of joy and acceptance in me this morning. You didn't know that. You didn't know what happened to me. You are welcome, Albert, welcome home. Amen. I don't remember who said that. Yes. (laughs) But I was blessed. And I feel Cross Plains is my second home. Amen? Yep. And we are partners together. But sowing and reaping is important in our walk with Jesus. And we should be careful what we sow, because whatever we sow is the same thing we will reap. Jesus says it too, and this is Paul repeating it. But there are certain things that we sow, and some are good, some are hurting us. But as humans, most of the time, we have excuses and reasons why we love the things that are hurting us, and we continue planting them. Some of them look like, okay... Uh, It's not going to hurt me. It's going to hurt another person, but instead, it hurts us. So you may ask yourself this morning: What are you sowing in your life? When you, what are you sowing in your ministry? And what are you sowing in people's lives? Amen. I will answer the question: I sow the gospel in people's lives. And you help me sow the gospel in people's lives. So indirectly, through me, you are sowing the gospel in people's lives. I don't know what that blessing is, but there are some kind of sowing that you immediately know what you are getting. Let me deal with this misconception first. You know, I'm not an American preacher. You have your points i don't have points <laughs> i just I just speak as they come, okay, so bear with me, uh, accept me like that because you love me <laughs> amen so you know anytime we t- talk about sowing and reaping, particularly in Ghana and Africa, we are, most preachers will associate it with money it's just like uh if you put in uh maybe you expect $20 when you are going home. Sometimes it happens, but not always. God knows how to give us good gifts. He gives us something better, but many times because we are focused on, okay, Jesus says when you sow uh, grapes, you cannot go and reap a different thing. So, okay, when I sow 10 CDs, oh, $10, then I'm expecting dollars back. Sometimes the dollars may may come in a different form. It may come with sustained health that you don't need to spend some of your dollars that you you are gaining. It's still the same amount you gain, but you don't spend, so you save it. Could be that. But I don't, I don't fear this kind of sewing. The sewing I'm worried about is talked about a, lit, a little bit in Proverbs, Proverbs 18, which is dangerous, which relates somehow to spiritual warfare, as a, a brother was talking about Proverbs 18. verse, let me take 21 and 22. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Okay, yep, just the 22. No, the, the, the 21. But if you get the twenty, it wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words brings satisfaction. We sow with our tongue. We saw to our children by what we say to them. I know Americans are good, as if you compare us to the Africans, Americans can speak good things to their children. We don't have the patience. When the child has something bad, some women will just come out with some verbal diarrhea. I don't know where they get those adjectives. And then they can all kinds of insults and all kinds of negative things on the lives of the children. And sometimes, uh, because our families are polygamous, you realize that um, a woman will have a child, and then in naming the child, they will say something bad in order to hurt the other rival. No, you don't have rivals, so you got good names. What the name you have given to your child is your heart desire. What you think the child should become in the future. I have grown to see my peers, some of them were named in our in our tongue, Karamena, take care of yourself. And this boy took care of himself. A child cannot take care of himself. He took care of himself in a negative way and he died very early because he was doing very bad things. Some will, you know, name the children after gods, idols. And then I don't know if you believe in idols and then uh, uh, demonic spirits, but the Bible talks about that. So when you name your child after an idol, the spirit that works in that idol will take control of that child's life. What are you talking to your children about? What are you talking to your friends about? Do you bless them? I don't think it was to hurt us or to make us feel bad when Jesus says, bless those who curse you. It is for our good. If I am blessing you, I am sowing blessings. And what, what do I expect to reap? Blessings. Not so? I think so. It says, what you sow is what you reap. And if I am cursing you, I am suing curses. This person must die. I pray, oh God, bring thunder and and hell on this person's life. Then before you realize you are sick or your neighbor, your relative is struck with thunder, then, then you begin to wonder. But it is what we have spoken out, words Spirits and they are alive, and they, d- they have power. Bible says they have power to give life and to bring death. So I challenge you this morning: sow words of life onto the church that you belong, onto the ministry that you belong. S- sow words of life onto yourself, onto your neighbors, onto your children, onto your fellow. Christian, even the other person that is out there who does not know Jesus, they need those words of life so they can become like us. If we are cursing them, they will remain cursed and finally, their fruits of curse will come to affect us. Sowing and reaping. We reap what we sow. Another area I want us to see, sometimes we don't think about, is fear. Fear. Many people sow fear into their own lives. I'm afraid this is going to happen to me. And they are thinking about it. They are worried about it. And it happens to them too. Because that is what you're actually sowing. L- let me let you see this. You know, as I was thinking about this, and I came to... Uh, realize what Job said in Job three 35, uh, twenty-five. Job three twenty-five. If somebody can read it out loud, or or you call it Job, I don't know. Job. Job three twenty-five. Somebody help me preach this message. Just read it for me. Uh huh. What do you see there? Sewing and ripping. What I have always feared has come to me. What I have dreaded, what has happened to me. Oh, the economy is bad. I, I, I'm afraid I might lose my job. Our company is not doing well. Then the next week, you go to the office and they call you. The manager called you and hand you over and hand over to you your quick letter. What you dread will happen to you? What are you scared of? What are you scared of now? You know, we are not people who should be scared. We have not been given the spirit of fear. That's what the Bible says by the spirit of love, of a sound mind, and the spirit of power. Amen. We are blessed. You know, I look at this at the backdrop of some of the teachings of Jesus that we find difficult and hard. And I take strength and courage to do them because I am ultimately going to be benefited if I if I if I do them. It's not easy for somebody to hurt you, for somebody to want to take your life and then you want to bless them. Imagine we went to a village. I want to ask you, what would you do? Supposing you did not hear this this uh uh word today You went to a village to preach the gospel. You got about 14 people come to receive the Lord. You were coming back excited. And all of a sudden, the road was blocked. Then shouts, come out, come out, lie on the ground. Then a gun on your... Then you lay down there, they come, and they don't even care what you are suffering, whether you have uh, hypertension or what. They just set you and take all their valuables. And then you know that these people are a group of people you want to reach. What would be your reaction or your response? Would you love to reach them anymore? Will you have that heart to reach them and to bless them with the gospel? Hello? Yeah, God gives that grace. The full people did that to us. But we will reach them. We will love them love them until they kill us all. Amen. We will love them into the kingdom. We cannot curse them. We cannot, you know, yeah, our reactions will never bring them to the kingdom. We will go after them. Maybe the ones that robbed us may come to Jesus and what will bless me, what will make me happy is when they come to confess. Do you remember the day that some people met you on the we were the ones? I've been praying, God, capture them, let them do the work that we have gone out to do. And they come to rob us. Let them go out and do it. Convict them of sin and of righteousness in Jesus Christ. Let them fall at the feet of the cross and believe in Jesus. Call them into your service. Amen? That's great. So, so I will not ask you to sow. Just pray for us. Pray. It's another way of sowing. Praying is not easy. It's not an easy task. Particularly, if you have to do warfare praying, wake up in the night, to pray for somebody God is putting in your mind. Most of the times we ignore it. Okay? I trust that even our brothers and sisters that we have just heard, their names mentioned here, who are sick and who are suffering one thing or the other. I know you are good people, but I know. I know who Christians are. If we don't pray here, that is all. We may not pray for them at home. We need to wake up. Pray for us missionaries. We are in the forefront of the battle and it's not easy for us. Sometimes we can be scared. Sometimes you have other people trying to discourage you. Oh, this won't work. So we need your prayers more and more. Would you commit to pray for us as we go after the Fulanis and after the Chakala people? I will appreciate that more, and God will bless you as you pray for me to do well. You, God, will make you do well. You know, and the and the interesting thing is this, and that should encourage you, that you are doing that with your little power, with your little wisdom, and God is going to bring back to you with His mighty power, with his great wisdom and all the blessings of his, you know, his nature on you. But it's a choice for us to make. Amen. I can't preach much. Because if I want to preach, you won't go home. (laughs) (laughs) They know that. We don't know how to stop. I don't know how to lay down this baby. Please. (laughs) So let me just say, okay, it's enough. And those who don't know me, I am Albert Guana from Ghana, living in Wa, which is the capital of the Upper West region. And I work with the Dagaba, the Wala, the Moyala, the Pasal, trying to reach the Fulanis and the Chakale people, which you are supporting uh, me to do through MGMI. And those who were here this morning, At Sunday school, they heard a little bit of what we are doing. Yeah, that's me and my wife and my two kids on our 4x4. We don't care. Yeah, we ride it through the rough roads. Uh, And we we enjoy that. Sometimes we enjoy just going out and seeing the fruits of people growing in Christ. Mm -hmm. It's so satisfying. There's no joy compared to that, I tell you. Yeah, okay. So, but we have been blessed so much this year because you have prayed and because you have also dipped in your pocket and given to MGNI, we're able to get many more young men who grew up into leadership positions. We are about six. The last time I came, now we are 16. We had about a few, uh, number of villages we had reached. I don't remember what what it was. I told you here, I think it was six as well. Yeah, six leaders, six. And now we are into 16 villages in total. But in most of the villages, we have three places we gather to worship. Three churches, four, some in Sazia, which is like our capital, about 16 or so, 16 to 17. So in all, we have about 44 house churches that we are in the 16 villages. It might be more, because sometimes the way it is, some people will start a house church until maybe a month later, before I will know, because we meet monthly as leaders, to report and to strategize. So God has been so good to us. uh, And one of the blessings that has become a blessing was when NGMI supported us to complete our new structure. Just to build it, let me say to build it, because we only raised pillars. And then they came, put in plenty, plenty money, and we put up this big uh, auditorium and that has increased the numbers. We're about maybe 40-something. Now getting to 140-something, 150, 170 in a good day, coming to worship there. And uh, But we want to push forward. We want to push forward to reach many more people groups because of the training they gave us uh, or they made us have Kairos, which zeroes in on the purpose of God to reach the nations, the people groups, the tribes. So that is what we are looking at. And I believe you and I want Christ to come quickly. I am fed up with this world, fed up with what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. And so to speed up his coming, I believe that the gospel must reach every tribe, every tongue, every nation every people group, and that is why we are targeting the Fulanese. That is why we are targeting the Wallace. That's why we want to target the Chakale people and other tribes that we may meet on our way. So we need your support, we need your help. I was just talking to the other group that we will need uh, a 4x4 pickup truck to be able to carry equipment and uh, young men who are zealous to to present themselves to serve the Lord, yes. give them on-the-job training as we go to the villages, spend time there, and do the work of God. This is church service, but this is an unusual church service. So today I will pause here and... I didn't say much about the ministry, but I think others were here. So if you have any questions, and if you can fill in the gaps, you can help me. Because, because we, are, we are in a team together. <laughs> Top three things. Pray for logistics. Pray for God to bring in many more workers. And then uh, pray for us ourselves who are in the forefront for God to give us that strength, health, wisdom to reach people who, who will otherwise not be reached. Mm-hmm. Courage. Courage. Oh, you, are you come to Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is one of the things. I don't know how to tell my story very well. But if you want to see what is actually happening there, what your money is doing, I invite you to come to Ghana. Come and see. And there is one assurance I can give you. When you come back, your life will change forever. It's true.
0: Thank you, Albert. Let me take a moment. Let me
2: pray with you, Albert.
0: And we'll have another song that we'll sing um, just while you're here with us. Um, Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful that you have chosen Albert specifically for this work. God, as he humbly states, he says, I don't know how to tell my story, but God, we know that you continue to write his story and that you have woven his story into your story of the church. God, and you desire to do that with every one of us here. God, you desire to do that with every person who has ever taken a breath, for you want them to be a part of your kingdom. God, you want them to know that they are loved by their creator and they are cared for. And Father, that is the mission of the church. I pray that we do not get distracted. Father, I pray that we keep our focus on reaching those who are far from God. And God, as we, the church, you use us broken, um, foolish people to do that. God, we are so grateful. God, I pray for Albert and for his family. God, I pray that you protect them while he is uh, so far away. And God, in the weeks to come, I pray that you encourage his family, that they are provided for, that they are cared for, that you have those that are praying for them, that they um, know that they will soon see their father and their husband again. God, we are grateful for you. Father, for your provision. Father, we offer you thanks. May each one of us look to how you are calling us to be more obedient in our lives, in our faith, to take the next step in our faith, to make ourselves uncomfortable for the sake of your kingdom so that more people will come to know Jesus because you have included us as a part of your family. It's in Jesus' name I pray all of these things. Amen.